He's Christian. He's Jimmer. Welcome back to Two PTs and a Bag of Chips. Or if this is your first time, welcome to Two PTs and a Bag of Chips. We're a show that discusses PT-related stuff and reviews potato chips. Pretty amazing. Today we're discussing Severs disease. Severs? Sometimes. Uh, juvenile heel pain, also known as calcaneal apophysitis. I said that all wrong, but that was calcaneal. Calcaneal. Calcaneal also. Calcaneal apophysitis. Yeah. That sounds like uh, a name of an 80s punk band. It's a pretty good name. And we're going to review the Lorenz Crunch Chip Cheese and Onions. Again, compliments of Steve Cubisto. Really? Yeah. That came from Germany. They came. Yeah. They look pretty good. Yeah. Kind of golden yellow thing going on here. Yeah. Anyway, Severs disease. Basically, it's inflammation of the growth plate of the heel, or in the heel of the yeah. heel. Yeah. The calcaneus. We tend to see this most commonly in Young kids, boys. kids going through, yeah, puberty, boys. Age 12, says the literature, is about the age we see. Slightly earlier in girls, slightly later in boys, but... I mean, 12, for all intents and purposes, is kind of the average age. We tend to see it more in boys, although the literature says it's about 50-50 boys to girls. Yeah. Slight advantage to the boys, about 55% the boys. I, I can't recall seeing more than one or two girls with severs in the, in the last 20 years. Yeah. But I've seen tens of boys. Count, countless. Yes. I could count them if I wanted to. But. Uh, this is... Essentially heel pain at the insertion of the Achilles tendon. It is quite uncomfortable most of the time. It increases with activity and following activity. It can settle down relatively quickly when, uh, when inactive and then flare right back up again with activity. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You'll, you'll hear these kids say that they were playing, and a lot of them are athletes, are mm -hmm. running or playing. They were fine, and then the next moment, they weren't. Mm -hmm. It was hurting to walk. It was hurting to run, plant, cut. They come off the field. They sit down for a little bit. Pain's gone. They're fine. And they try to run again, and it hurts. Comes right back again. Yep. Yeah, so it's most common running, jumping, kids that are active. We occasionally see it in sports that you wouldn't expect. Like I recently treated a, a young boy, a hockey player, and he was experiencing this heel pain while playing hockey, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. I hadn't really treated that before but he also played baseball and, and you know running in the outfield and running bases and that sort of stuff so maybe just the combination of the two activities so again activity induced is the most common cause of this yeah and I guess you can have activity that is not necessarily impact but still contracting the calf muscle and mm -hmm. you know in skating so I could see what that would less common but that could that could happen I mean and skates themselves will put some pressure on the heel and they're not always the most comfortable of footwear, and sometimes that can be a little bit of an issue. Yeah, especially with kids as they're growing, mm -hmm. and you just forked out $200 for a new pair of skates. Try like $800. you are going to jam your foot in there, buddy, for another season. Couple, couple more years. Don't Make worry, it work. Don't worry about the numbness in your feet. That's going to go away <laughs> eventually. You shouldn't wear socks. The real players don't wear socks either. Well, you wear sandy socks, otherwise everything smells terrible. Hockey bags smell terrible, regardless. Yeah. Man, you gotta wash the bag too. That's which, that's, which that's is surprising. Key. Everybody always says that, right? But the same thing is true for lacrosse, volleyball. Have you volleyball. ever smelled knee pads that have been gone through a season? 
they're not anyway. They're not the best. Uh, one of the causes of this is essentially growth. So you're going through a growth spurt, and, and what happens is as you're going through a growth spurt, what we start to see is muscles can't keep up with the growth of the bone, and so that additional stress will will pull on that you know, calcaneus and basically cause what's called an apophysitis, which is where the bone starts to, to pull away from itself a little bit or, or starts to deform under stress. And sometimes there's a visual redness or visual uh, you know, some swelling or maybe a little bit of a deformity starting to occur, but not always. Nope. It's very similar to uh, um, Oscar Slaughter's in the knee, where you have... Mm-hmm. So the long muscles in your body that have a tendency to be tight, like your hamstring, your quad, your hip flexor, your calf muscle, become even tighter as boys grow. And boys grow just like girls grow in mm-hmm. big spurts. Yeah. So those two usually go hand in hand. So if somebody's gone through a recent growth spurt, you'll have uh, an increased likelihood of severs. Yeah, we, uh, the other things that we see that with is like little league elbow is almost the same thing. So it's an apophysitis of the elbow in that particular case. They have Sinding Larsen Johansson, which is Ooh. an apophysitis of the inferior pole of the patella. like that. That one's also kind of I fun. I don't like it, but that's a great name. Uh, I don't think there's a name for the one at the, at the hip, but the... Oh, uh, uh, the hip flexor? Yeah. yeah. At the ASIS, that one's pretty common too. That one's quite common. We, we see a fair amount of those in, in soccer players um, because of the kicking motion and the running and all that sort of fun stuff. Generally speaking, people who deal with this have in some way lost some control of, of their limb to some extent. So because they're growing so fast, they're just having the muscles can't quite keep up with those bones, and so they're just having a harder time. There might be a little bit more uncoordinated than they were before you may start to notice a a loss of sport performance because they just are struggling to control their own bodies a little bit and that can be another indication of what's going on and so from a treatment standpoint the old treatment was very much ice rest anti-inflammatory medications put them in a heel lift yeah heel lift try to unload but that again you know was a the two or three or five or six month kind of duration without very much active involvement. It's very much a passive situation at that point. Uh, with the pain, I mean, there's no long-term disability associated with this, but you can certainly have short-term impact to your, to your sport performance and just to your general daily comfort. And so what we try to do nowadays is be a little bit more interested in, in movement and patterning and working on any specific limitations we find in the individual. So generally speaking, we see definitely some tightness in the calf. That's very common. So working on on improving that a little bit or helping to make up for that in some other way by strengthening in other places. We tend to see, again, that discoordinated movement. So working on balance and improving coordination individuals. Generally speaking, we don't have to do a lot with like heavy strengthening. We're not going to squat or you know do anything along those lines but we do want to make sure that all the muscles are balanced out a little bit better so that the calf isn't just pulling all by itself all the time and causing an undue unnecessary discomfort yeah working on dynamic stability what basically is our job with most of our patients dynamic stability 
making sure you have control over movement in all planes. And that's usually the, the biggest problem that you run into with tightness of muscles is you lose control. So if you lose control over a limb, you're gonna get increased compression, increased stress and load on one attachment point. And that's where your pain starts. I think there, there is, there might be some benefit to putting somebody in a heel lift to kind of help unload. Yeah. I mean, um, we've, we definitely do a fair amount, like with taping with these individuals, doing like a, like works a pronation well. control yep. or supination control, depending on the individual. And, or, you know, an over-the-counter orthotic makes a huge difference in a lot of time. Just being able to position the foot in a slightly more advantageous spot will help with the amount of repetition that these kids tend to do at this age just between all the sports and activities they're doing yeah no need to drop 500 bucks on custom orthotics no we're we're pretty big fans of just uh like the super foot brand i mean you cut them to size they've got a nice uh, plastic heel cup that'll that'll hold you in pretty good position a nice neutral arch support and that's pretty much kind of all you need there yep cut them at your local rei or most running stores sell them too yeah that, that tends to make a, a pretty pretty meaningful difference and those you can move from one shoe to the other or to skates or whatever you're doing it, it tends to be quite helpful in those things severs every case is individual but that's going to cover the majority of them right there i like it all right yeah trivia do we need to apologize for not yeah. answering last week's last week question? the answer was uh, saturn so uh thanks eduardo Eduardo pointed that out that we uh, we talked about it, but we never gave the correct answer. So yep. the planet Saturn, the bringer of old age. It's the bringer of old age. This week's trivia question, which company produces the most tires in the world? Which is, of course, Lego. Duh. At Everybody 318 million tires per year. I got that wrong. TJ got it right. TJ got it right. Nice job, TJ. TJ's all over it. He's still playing with Legos. Apparently. Nothing wrong with that. We have a ton of Legos in my house, right? They're amazing. Yep. It's funny. It's probably one of the few toys that, that I played with as a kid that my kids played with, that now your kids play with. It's, it's been around forever. Your grandkids will definitely play with them. It's, it's a great toy. Are you kidding? What are you talking about, grandkids? Eventually, when you have them. Like the next generation, they'll play with them, oh, too. I don't want to talk about that. Okay, fine. Well, story for another day, I guess. Yes. This week's question... All right, we're going back to geography, American geography. Can you name the two state capitals which contain the entire name of the state in their spelling? Oh, I like that. Spellings. There we go. Two words. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, um, yeah, that, that rules out Denver pretty much. Denver and Colorado are not. Colorado, Denver. Not Colorado, the same. Denver. Not going to work. Not going to work there. Florida and Tallahassee. Florida Close. Yeah. Not no, quite. That's not, a good one. Not quite. Not quite. Alrighty, chips this week. The Lorenz Crunch Chip Cheese and Onion. Chip to air ratio is staggering 60%. Here. Does, it, does it say what cheese and what onion? It might, but... We're going to try to taste gonna to, it. We're going to have to just figure it out on our own. Because I think it's German, right? It's a German. Yeah. Yes. Lorenz is a German. All right. Let's try that. Yeah. That ain't cheddar. I'm immediately getting um, sour cream and onion flashbacks. It's very sour cream and oniony. Yep. That um, that means I'm done. The chip is a. It's pretty country. Pretty country. Pretty crunchy. But it's not very thick. It's a thin chip. Yeah. Good luck okay. getting that taste out of my mouth. 
It's definitely mostly sour cream and onion type flavor. It is. I was I was hoping that maybe it was like some kind of German yeah. cheese onion mm. thingy, but no, that that's uh that's two thumbs down for, for Jimmer. I'm also going to give it one thumb down. I'm not a big onion guy in general. If you're into sour cream and onion, these would be... You'll love these. These would be great for you. Yep. Super salty. And um, good color. Lots of foldies in there. Going to have to brew a double espresso to get rid of that. Oh, well. There we go. Not a bad thing on a Sunday morning. No. Friday morning. Monday morning. Whatever morning it is. It's Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Well, thank you for listening today. Next week, we are going to go over shoulder impingement. We are also going to do a plantain chip tasting. Christian has been waiting for this day. So this is going to be awesome. We have uh, several different plantain chips. I think we've got three or four different ones, a few different brands. So we will try those all next week. Plus, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some exciting guests. We are going to get some guests again. So, uh, so stay tuned. Keep an eye out. Head and ear. Both yep. ear and I. Nose and hand. Shoulders, knees and toes. And knees and toes. If you like today's show, please tell some friends. Follow, review, subscribe. If you're looking for information about this topic, follow us on Instagram and or Twitter throughout the week. For information on Rebound Therapy, check out our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.